We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go on a Tuesday on the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to live your bet life and get $2,000 in free bets. Welcome in Adam Hogue and Nicholas Moriano with you. Will DeWitt is in the bubble today. The shorts are on. It feels like summer. Let's go. I honestly didn't know how I felt about wearing shorts today, and I didn't know if anybody would join me. And then uh, Nick just apparently came straight from the gym and didn't even... Well, I did. I know you probably can't even see the shorts you're wearing, but you literally have training shorts on underneath whatever you're wearing. For our CAO, Brandon, they are built, built brand, B-Y-L-T, so he'll appreciate those. Um, I did go to the gym. I did change and shower, so this is not the uh, the workout attire that I wore there, but okay. just letting everybody know. Sure. Well, I have shorts on. I didn't get yeah. the memo, but luckily, you know, being remote, I don't have to show my legs. I debated grabbing this webcam and moving it, but not in this show. No, you don't need to do that. I think <laughs> I think uh, we'll, we'll keep it PG here today. Um, anyway, welcome in. Appreciate everybody joining us today. We are a couple days away from the NFL schedule being revealed. We thought we'd have some fun with that today. Um, but, you know, let's just be honest. I'm tired right now. I'm cranky. <laughs> Um, anybody who stayed up last night watching that disastrous White Sox game, probably out there joining me right now in the crankiness, wasted about, uh, two hours of sleep. Then, yeah, it's not like you can just fall asleep after watching that. So, yeah. Well, Adam, the thing is too, like I was doing laundry at the time, like, all right, you know, the White Sox six run lead in the ninth, like good. I, I made a bet too. And go do the laundry, come back up. We're in, you know, going into extra innings and yeah. they even bother to see it end. But like you, it's just after winning six games too and a six game winning streak, it's like, damn, socks are back. Just a good reminder that uh, the defense is horrible. And yeah. uh, I think that was just what last night was. Just a reminder that they are not 
yet a serious World Series contender until they fix the defense. What was your tweet this morning about the AL Central, their record against? They're 3-10 against the AL Central. My God. The American League Central Division. That garbage division. They are 3-10 in that division. I actually put a bet before the game that the White Sox would win the AL Central before that game. They probably still they, will. I, I they're still so. a good team. But it's just you can't take them that seriously when they're, they can't catch a baseball. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Just catch the ball. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Will, uh, any thoughts on the White Sox? Have, have you been kind of tuning into what they've been doing? They've been so up and down, too. As much as I'm allowed to see, you know, all the way down here out of the market. But, yeah, I saw that uh, luckily this morning. Uh, so, unlike Adam, I was able to get a, a decent amount of rest uh, <laughs> last night. Uh, but, yeah, seeing that, uh, obviously – being a Bears fan and watching this team for most of my lifetime, like there are a lot of games that, you know, come to mind too of like, hey, I've seen the Bears squander some leads uh, before and I just know that feeling all too well. Oh, I I think that's a good way to segue into what we want to talk about here, Will. Like what's the game that comes up in your mind where, you know, it looks like it's the Bears are inching towards victory and then, nope, we're going to forget about that one. I wouldn't say it was inching towards victory, but that 2018 Matt Nagy's first game against the Packers, right? Like that halftime, like they had that whole first half, like the offense was flying. They were scoring points to defense and Khalil Mack were, you know, taking over that ball game and you come out of halftime and, you know, Aaron Rodgers does uh, what we've seen all too well, but that's the one that comes to mind first and definitely has some sting to it now. So now I feel like Adam did last night. (laughs) See, I th- I think the only thing about that, the only reason why I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Will, is because as painful as that was, it was still, you came away coming out of that game going, ooh, there's something different about this team. Like, they're, they're maybe better than we thought they were. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, Khalil Mack had his performance, and, and I, I just, yes, it hurt that oh, they yeah. lost that oh, game. Yeah. There's no question about it, and it deserves to be, you know, mentioned here in the segment without a doubt. But I don't know, and, you know, fans feel the way they feel, and obviously fans should have been upset in that moment. But I remember, you know, as somebody who was there covering the game, doing a post-game hit on WGN at the time, being like, look, I understand that that was bad, and that can't happen, you can't blow leads, especially the Packers. But there was a lot of good to take away from that game for a team that's been bad for a long time. And then they turned out to be a 12-4 and four football team. They yeah. did. I was like, at first I thought you were disagreeing that that was the first one that came to my mind. And I was no. like, if you're reading it, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I no, cannot you read your mind. I can, no, I cannot, uh, I cannot disagree with that part. Sorry. I, I, had a, I think I had a shock face. It's like, really? <laughs> How did you know? Uh, but, no, that one makes sense. I think what hurt the most uh, from, I remember when Nick and I were doing that post game too, it's like Aaron Rodgers got carted off the field. And then yeah. he came back. Like, yeah. I, at that point, I was like, we got this in the bag. Brent Hundley, I think, was out there. And uh, I thought it was just a Bears victory case and shut. We could have closed our eyes, did something else, and came back to a, you know, a game that we could talk about a Bears winning. And that would have been an awesome one for Matt Nagy to kind of kick off his era. But, yes, you're right. Like, the overall consensus after the fact was, like, you know, this team could be, you know, it's a little bit more ahead than maybe than we thought. And it could have been a fun season ahead, and it was. But. Yeah, just the fact that he got carted off and then came back and had to go full superhero mode on us, like, that sucked. It definitely did. Um, For me, this one didn't hurt as much, but 
it looked like the Bears were going to win. I go back to 2020, Bears versus Lions at Soldier Field. The Bears had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and they scored a touchdown right to begin that quarter. And then Bilal Nichols gets an interception on the next possession uh, uh, for, the, for the Lions, and then there's 9 minutes, 22, 9.22 left in the game, and the Bears' offense goes punt, punt, fumble, turnover on downs, while the Lions' offense... Goes punt, touchdown, touchdown. Lions end up winning that game 34-30, to but it kind of just looked like that the Bears were going to, you know, win that game. But obviously we saw how that ended up, and it was just, I think, indicative of the entire season, right? It wasn't a good team. It lost to the Lions finally. And, yeah, so it looked like the Bears were inching towards that victory, but like the White Sox, gave it up and ended up in the loss column. I think that was another example, too, of – of the Bears, I don't want to say overreacting to one, like, moment. Mm-hmm. Because there's, you know, at that point, the Trubisky era was what it was. Yeah. But you had the fumble. You had that big play. But, like, I feel like that's the play that got Charles Leno kicked off the team. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Right? Right? Um, or was that Jermaine Effetti? No, wait, it no that was Jermaine Effetti. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was Jermaine Effetti. Um, not on the team anymore either. But Yeah. <laughs> and I remember actually Jermaine Effetti, I think, played uh, pretty well the last like six, seven games at right tackle. And that was the one sack allowed. Mm-hmm. That was the one kind of mistake he had during that uh, during that stretch. But, yeah, that was a tough one, especially because it was the sixth straight loss. And That's right. Yeah. Yep. So add that onto it. And that's why it definitely hurts. It could have had a four game winning streak, actually, had they gotten that because they went on to win three straight games after mm-hmm. that. Yep. But obviously. Um, didn't really matter all that much. All right. Uh, for me, I go a little bit farther back. Uh, and I think this is, just in my brain, what's most in- comparable in terms of the pain and how the White Sox lost that game last night and how the Bears lost this game. The Broncos game against Tim Tebow when Marion Barber ran out of bounds. Because not only did you blow a game – but you did it the in stupid fashion. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like last night, just catch the ball and you win the game. I Granted, the bullpen was terrible and all that, right? But if you just catch the ball, the game's over. Okay? And this was, if you just stay in bounds, what you're taught to do, the game's over. And then you lost to an annoying player like Tim Tebow. And last <laughs> night, the White Sox lost to an annoying player in Josh Naylor. Right? Yeah. Which, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love, actually, when I say, I'm being very sarcastic when I say, I would love to see the White Sox, like, throw at him today. I'm not, I do not mean that because I do not advocate that. Because it would just actually make me more angry. Because if you want him to shut up, then catch the baseball. Yeah. Just catch the baseball. You don't need to throw it at, and I'm not sure the White Sox are going to do that, but he sure he sure celebrated a lot last night. Oh, yeah, right. He, he rubbed yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. But, again, you had control over that. Yes. Um, and, you know, the Bears should have won that game against the Broncos, too. Yeah, it, it all hurts. And that's what this segment was for, just to kind of relive the moments that hurt. But a nice se- Yeah, just a nice segment of pain on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. W- way but to go. I guess so that's the positive mood uh, kind of started. Honorable mention, Nick, would be the Dolphins game that we were at, like 21-point third quarter that the Bears had. And then they, I think, got outscored, what was it, like 15, uh, 18 to 7 in the fourth quarter. And then that overtime, the missed field goal, 
like and i think we forgot that one or at least i did off the top of my head just due to like almost like all the heat strokes i think everyone yeah. was like experiencing that day uh, in miami uh, when we were down there but you know that's another one too like we were just leaving that stadium like this pissed off well, yeah, because it was such a fun time. We got to bring, you know, some of the listeners to the game. And then Akeem Hicks has that fumble right at the goal line, too. And there's, like, this chance that they're going to win. And then, you know, they didn't. The Bears uh, couldn't handle the heat. Down I think some end. of the commenters have mentioned the London game, too. Oh, that's, mm. yeah. I mean, I mean, not quite the same, like, blowing it type fashion, but comparable in, in Just a the pain. Yeah. And, like, the opportunity that was there. Now, you did have a backup quarterback out there. Uh, Akeem Hicks got hurt in that game. Like, a lot of things went wrong. I understand the pain. I certainly think that might be on um, Matt Nagy's – top of Matt Nagy's list of painful mm-hmm. losses because, as, as some of our commenters are pointing out there, like Martin, um, you know, that's when everything went downhill. Yeah, and for sure. And I'll never forget the look in Nagy's eye the following morning when we had a press conference with him at the JW in London. Um, and there was only a few of us in that room because I think a lot of the reporters had left already trying to get back to the States. But he was just – you could just tell he was so disgusted. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, we're going to make some changes. And that was, like, Kyle Long's last game. You know, that, that whole oh, yeah, thing wow. happened. Um, but, again, it was like – Kind of overreacting, like almost taking one game too personally. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. You know, like the Cody Parkey thing. Not not that, like, Cody, Cody Parkey obviously deserved to be, you know, gone. The Bears had to make changes on their offensive line after that London game. It was just like the way it was done and handled. Like, it just, it, it's like they put too much energy into one problem instead of, focusing on a lot of different things. Does that make sense? Like It does, yeah. Like, thinking that Cody Parkey was the only problem in 18, that it, wasn't the case. No, you know, and then you saw what happened in the 2019 season. It, but this, the last regime certainly reacted to tough losses, like, in an extreme way. Another one was at, at Green Bay last year. Remember how, like, devastating, like, Matt Nagy looked after they, you know, they, they played remark they played... Re- surprisingly well against the Packers at Lambeau Field. But I remember seeing Matt Nagy, it almost looked like he had just gotten out of the locker room, like, crying a little bit. Like, there yeah, puffy face, red eyes and stuff. But it, you could tell that that loss really took a toll on him, I think, at that point, kind of knows where his trajectory is going in his, um, with his Bears career as a head coach. But, yeah, now that you mention that, Adam, like, there were, there were definitely some losses in this last regime that just took a toll. Like the double doink. But yes. that one's kind of implied, I feel like. Yeah, and we're seeing you know. Staley's reaction at the at the very end there is still hilarious, just seeing him fall down. Yeah, like I that. find that. It's still, that's, <laughs> brings me joy, actually, watching yeah, that, in joy. a weird way. We need more of that right now. <laughs> Thank God he was there in the, in the background to fall over. <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll lighten up the mood a little bit here. We are going to have fun with the Bears' schedule coming up, make some predictions for the schedule in the next segment. But um, we also want to talk about some of the Bears' players from last year who are no longer with the team, mm-hmm. that are still unsigned. Yeah. Because some of these names are surprising. Some of them not so much. Um, but, you know, you got guys like Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, Danny Trevathan, our friend Nick Foles recently uh, made available, uh, who are not signed. Guys, who do you think is the best ex-bear that is not currently signed? Hmm. Um, I, from... I'm going to go with Eddie Goldman as the guy that's the best bear. 
I think that obviously what happened towards the end of his career here just didn't quite work out. One, having the COVID season, and then it, it never seemed like he got into a rhythm when, it, when he even played last season. So I think he still has, you know, a couple good years of football in him. Like, if the Ravens were to sign, like, an Eddie Goldman, like, I would say, like, oh, that's a perfect pairing. Like, that makes a lot of sense and why the Ravens, like, a, ba- a team like Baltimore would do that. Obviously, uh, I don't know if that's, like, the biggest need for them right now, but – like Eddie Goldman's still still younger. I think the youngest one out of all three are these four guys we just mentioned. I still think he still has some good football left in him. I think D- if we're gonna say best player in terms of like win healthy and available, uh, Akeem Hicks would be you know the top of the list. Uh, but if we're taking the current situation, history you know injury history included, and all those variables, Eddie Goldman taking the year off, coming back, not really the same player that we saw. So it's hard to, at least for me, to peg him as that. I'm going to go with the guy that wasn't listed, actually, and go with a Tashawn Gibson. Uh, he's someone that had four interceptions over the past two years in Chicago. Uh, I think he started in about, uh, or played in 28 games here. So very, you know, very available uh, as well, over 100 tackles. So a lot of production. Uh, obviously, he's not a great player. He's a good one at that, but with Akeem Hicks, his injury concerns, I don't know. Same thing with Eddie Goldman. Will he ever return to what we saw in 2018? Who knows? Uh, so for me, I'll go with the guy that wasn't listed. Like I said, I think Tachan Gibson, out of who's available, could help a team uh, You know, being a plug-and-play safety uh, for wherever he ends up. I like that um, Doug said in the comments, Rodney Adams. I don't know if that's a joke or not. <laughs> Rodney Adams actually signed. He is on the Jets. He is. Um, at least last I checked, unless he got cut again. But um, I, that is a funny answer, I guess. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, if healthy, I think the runaway answer is Akeem Hicks. Like, Akeem Hicks was still playing good football when he was healthy. He's just at the point where I, I, I just have to imagine teams are worried that he could stay healthy. I also wonder... Because I don't feel like it got enough attention, but that last, uh, the uh, locker room dust up after the last home yeah. game, you know, that stuff ca- can be carried around with you a little bit. So while that didn't, it got out and was reported, Adam Johns had that story. Um, then it, I think everybody kind of forgot about it because Akeem Hicks isn't here anymore. But I think, you know, on his resume, his teams are thinking about signing him. That's something that at least needs to be explained. So. I don't know. Akeem Hicks is still, in my opinion, a very good football player when healthy. But it just seems like you're running out of healthy weeks with him. Yeah, honestly. Um, another guy that I didn't put on this list initially, but like a Marquise Goodwin. Like, again, is a guy that didn't do much for the Bears, but has a very specific, you know, niche in, in an offense. He brings the speed. He's a vertical threat. Could he be someone? I was about to say, what is that niche? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speed. Speed is all he's got. And we didn't really see much of that, to, you know, play out here in Chicago when uh, he was in Matt Nagy's offense. But, yeah, there, there's not a lot of players that kind of – I mean, maybe there's a reason why they're unsigned, right? So uh, whether it's injuries or just haven't been productive or, you know, for Danny Trevathan's case, we saw his, you know, his kind of career kind of going on the downturn. But – yeah, it's um. They could it also be Adam that you know guys like Goldman Hicks. They are veterans. Like you can skip training camp or like sure. you know these camps, and then then you can get signed. There is a market in August. I yep. mean, there definitely is, and uh, some teams get more desperate, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I I guess there's even a t- a slim chance some of these guys could end up back in Chicago. I I doubt it. I mean, the door is definitely closed on Nick Foles for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I fear Danny Trevathan's career is just over. Yeah, the, the way he was running around um, towards the end there, and then you have player, you know. I don't. I, I don't. I feel like the door is probably closed on Akeem Hicks, and I would also wonder about the scheme because it wasn't really until he got to the Bears and got in that Vic Fangio scheme that he really took off. Um, Eddie Goldman again. The questions about his desire level of still playing. I mean, he's yeah. a guy who I think can fit in in a lot of different defenses and up front. Just does he want it at this but point? Does he want like, to? You know. So I don't know. It's. It's, those are those are tough situations, I guess, and I, I. So my guess is none of those guys do come back. But you know, you you do sometimes have injuries, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, such and such, such is coming back. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Any thoughts? Hey, there, you Will? never know. Ryan Ryan Pace, man, over there in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't bring in these guys. Like when you listen to him, I swear he signed every available Chicago Bears uh, free agent. But if you're looking at a team. You know, later on this offseason, that can pick up Akeem Hicks or, you know, bring Danny Trevathan out, you know, out of retirement and, you know, scoot him in on the wheelchair, whatever you'll need. It's going to be Ryan Pace. He was actually, uh, the Falcons were looking to Nick Krakowski. There was a report that there, there the you Falcons, go. you know, are connected with Nick Krakowski, and it makes so much sense. Every ex-bear, yeah, no, Will brings a really good point. Look at Atlanta. See what they're going to do there. Maybe that's one of the games we'll talk about in our Schedule predictions come up next because they do play each other this Mm -hmm. year. Yep. Uh, But before we get there, the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. And we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. I feel like I would have enjoyed last night a little bit more if I had done a live NBA same-game parlay and just watched basketball. Yeah, you probably would I think that probably would have been a more enjoyable evening. I know it definitely would have been for you based on whatever parlay you had going on with the White Sox game. Mm-hmm. So I had the Giants win it. The Giants money line. And Carlos Rodon pitched. They won, and the White Sox just needed to not yeah. blow a six-run lead. Carlos Rodon being like the best pitcher in baseball isn't helping either. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Boost your live same-game parlays too. Watch live, parlay live, and you missed your cue. You can't uh, yell Lord, out boost Lord, on the sideline and then yeah, miss no, your cue when I tee you up. Boost. Thank you, Natalie. There we go. Woo. You yelled out boost, and then I teed you up to say it again. <laughs> And you blew it. And then he rolled away in your chair. Eddie rolled away in his chair. That's Lawrence. Hey, online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. What are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Before I tell you about CHGO, I'm going to give you my play of the week. You don't have to listen to this. You got this right last week. I got one of them. It's... 
But again, you know, I have to listen. Look, it's it's some, it's finally summer. We're in shorts. It's hot outside. Yoan Mankata is back. He went one for four in his first game back, and that's all right. He had to walk a base hit. And he looked completely overmatched when they he, needed to hit in the ninth inning. He yes. Sorry, but <laughs> if I had to place ten bucks on him hitting a home run today, I would hesitantly do that because I've been on a really bad streak, but you can try it out. And if you win, then you can come to me and say like, wow, Nick, thanks a lot for getting me that money. But uh, again, at your own discretion, that's all I'm going to say. I am no betting expert. That's about it. So wow. would you do it, Adam? Would no. You? Okay. No. I'm <laughs> all right. Yeah. So. Actually, I don't want um, your last time I gave a bet involving Tim Anderson, your dad bet on it and it didn't hit. And yep. then, so. And, and now he's mad at you. Yep. So I'm sorry, you guys. But uh, I would go with Tim Anderson or Luis Robert. Yeah, but I, I'm going. Mancata just feels like plus four fifty though. You know, okay. get that money. Try maybe. Don't do it. All right. Um, let me tell you about something that is guaranteed to be a great thing for your investment. It's CHGO. As you know, we have all premium content from all of our great writers. Whether you are a White Sox fan, Bears fan. Anything. We, we have it here at CHGO. Well, and I will say that's one of the reasons why I'm extra tired this morning is because even after all that happened last night, I was like, well, I have to see what Sean and Herb have to say about that disaster. Oh, I, So I stayed up and I watched our CHGO White Sox podcast. See? Late at night when you just need to vent. Herb only like said that. like five swear words in the first like three minutes. Only five. Okay. I think I think all I think the question was Herb, how are you doing? And he went for like seven straight minutes, <laughs> just ranting. It was hilarious, and I enjoyed it. And I said, "Thank you guys very much." I am now going to go try to sleep. See, yeah. that's that's what CHGO that's what can help you. you with. Exactly. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member, and you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, and of course, we have podcasts and live shows. Like this one on every team, every single day. So, come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Uh, I just thought of a comp, too. Cody Parkey is White Sox defense. Okay. he's yeah. It's like that problem you knew was a problem all season, but you had a good team. So, you just kind of like... Like our, some of our commenters, like Lance Lynn's coming back. Team's good. I agree with you. I think the White Sox are good. I think they're going to win the division. But I'm telling you that defense is Cody Parkey. It's that problem that's going to come back to bite you in the playoffs. And what can they do about that? Like, it's just, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. All right, let's get in the schedule a little bit because, um, you know. Comes out on Thursday. Well, it'll be some fun. You yeah, were, yeah. Uh, you and your horn yesterday got some people driving, giving them panic attacks. Yeah, we apologize Lawrence. to anybody who uh, may have been involved <laughs> in a car wreck yesterday because of that horn. Yeah, that was. The, I mean, it got us the first time. That one. That it one. seemed like a better very, volume. Yeah, very. But subtle. Yeah, our producer Natalie today. She's she's she knows what keeping it real with the schedule everything. horn. We appreciate that, um, <laughs> especially some of our listeners who tweeted in about. You know, being on the uh, on the road and hearing a like the Brooklyn Bridge and almost mm-hmm. you know <laughs> driving into a guardrail because that sound went off. We apologize for that. Okay, we thought it'd be fun to make some predictions about the Bears' schedule. It's coming out uh, on Thursday night, and it's been there's been some games that have been trickling out. None of them involving the Bears so far. I think they announced this morning that the Broncos will play the Rams on Christmas Day. Yes, and it's a Nickelodeon game. Oh. 
I did not or see Or maybe I missed that part. CBS and Nickelodeon. <laughs> CBS and Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, maybe the they'll do the, uh, what was it, that the NVP? The N- that NVP? That Mitch Trubisky won? Yes. You get, mm-hmm. yep. get the, the slime mm-hmm. going? Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I will kick this off. We all thought we'd make some like five predictions. We kind of just go around the horn and, and make some of these. So I will, um, predict it's one interesting. I, by the way, I have some nuggets in today's bears things column that is up now at all chgo.com. If you want to check that out for our members and some of these questions came up, but one thing I noticed on the schedule is barring injuries, and whatever the hell's going on with the 49ers at quarterback, there's a chance that we are going to get a Justin Fields versus Mac Jones game, a Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson game, and a Justin Fields versus Trey Lance game Mm -hmm. this season. And I am predicting that one of those three games, at least one of those three games, will be in primetime. Okay. Yeah, I I have something very similar to that, Adam, um, for one of my predictions. I guess I'll just go... I hadn't say one of them. I have the Bears playing the Jets, which would be Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields. Again, if they're both healthy, on Monday Night Football, because mm. I feel like those matchup matchups on Monday Night Football are just not the greatest, right? Some of them. There you go. And what's enticing? Two young quarterbacks, same draft class. I remember. Uh, I want to say it was a Week Three Bears Jets game on Monday Night Football in the Tressman era. That's not about right. I remember being there. I tried to forget the Tressman era. But yeah, I know. No. I apologize. <laughs> we can't shy away from our history on this show, guys. This I mean, true. I apologize. I know it brings down, like, the, the mood every time we talk about the past. But, you know, that's not our fault. No, it's not. <laughs> what do you got, well, Will, for one of your predictions uh, over there? Well, apparently we all like primetime games and young quarterbacks. Uh, yes. I had Jets and Patriots in primetime. Uh, so okay. Very, very similar. Uh, I don't have the Bears playing Thanksgiving uh, as a second one uh, as well. I, I don't see it happening uh, this year. I think it's rumored what Lions and Dolphins are going to be Thanksgiving. And oh. I know usually the Bears play the Lions. I believe I've seen them play the Cowboys once in my lifetime, too, on Thanksgiving. But I, my gut's saying no Thanksgiving game for the Bears. So I am still going to go with the Thanksgiving game. Um just because three out of the last four years they've been playing the Lions, there seems to be something there they like about that. The Bears still rate well, and it's kind of an excuse to throw them into a, a game. Even if they're not good in November, like you can put them on Thanksgiving, people are still going to watch it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, the chances of it happening are technically doubled because they're playing at Dallas this year, too. Yep. So that's another option. It could be one of those True. two games. Yeah. And... One thing I put in my Bears Things column is you could also see back-to-back Thursday games because if they do play on Thanksgiving, they could play – like if they play the Lions on Thanksgiving again, they could play Dallas the following week because the Cowboys are frequently – they play back-to-back Thursday games um, following Thanksgiving, and that's actually happened twice already for the Bears, uh, 2014 and 2019. They yes. played the Lions on Thanksgiving and then played the Cowboys the following week. Now, the one catch about that was those Cowboys games were at Soldier Field. They were mm-hmm. not, um, they were not uh, in, in Dallas, Dallas, but it's yeah. still a possibility. So something to keep in mind. That was actually one of my other predictions that Thursday night versus the Cowboys. I feel there like the last time 
You know, I think what it was Mitchell Trubisky had that nice touchdown run um, in that game. They they beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think they were favored in that one. The Cowboys were, but the Bears end up getting the victory there. But that was another one of my predictions. The Bears. There's not going to be many primetime games, but I have them playing the Cowboys on Thursday night. All right. Uh, for me, I have the Bears starting and ending the season on the road against division rivals. Week one okay. in Detroit. Uh, and then week 18 in, you know, your favorite place, Nick, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, they always, I feel like, what? It's been like the last couple of seasons now. They've ended in Minnesota. Last couple. It's been like the last eight. Okay. Uh, with so the one exception uh, at home, uh, they they played the Packers. Couple, uh, 2020 was the only recent year okay, yeah. where that game wasn't. But it was still, I think, just the week before that. Mm-hmm. They went to Minnesota. So, that was going to be one of mine, too, is a January Minnesota game. A post-Christmas Minnesota game is almost a lock unless they finally change that. I don't know why they like that. I think it's, the thing is the schedule's really hard to do. So sometimes when they just have, like, a matchup that they can lock in there and they don't have to play with, like, the Matrix and, and figure it out, I think that's the only explanation for it. The, same, the Bears have played – here's another one of my predictions. Bears-Packers – Lambeau Field, night game. Ooh, okay. Because in all the years I've covered the Bears, so this goes back to 2011, I've covered one day game there. Really? Every other year it's been a night game. It's wow. always in prime time. Always in prime time. The, it wouldn't have, I think 2019 would have been the year it was a day game. Um, Yeah, I think 20, that makes sense. 2019 was the... The year was a day. That was the uh, they trick play at the end of the game. If they if Jesper Horstead had oh, just flipped yeah. the ball, mm-hmm. it would have been a touchdown. What happened yep. there, Will? I know, right? I, I said this guy <laughs> catches touchdowns. Okay, he doesn't lateral for touchdowns, but his awareness, he should have seen it. Uh, so I'll take some responsibility here. Uh, you know, being the leader of the Jesper Horstead uh, fan club. But yeah, what what the hell? <laughs> they could have won that game. They they had it. Or set that up a forced overtime. I think that uh, was. I think that would have. Did they had to get a two point conversion? Yeah, I think they still had to get a two point conversion too. But it was still they like set it up though. It was. It was there. right there. It was a great play. Yeah. They shouldn't have fired Matt Nagy because of that play. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. That was a joke. Geez, Just, uh, I'm like doing this. I get me. I'm like I don't have anything more to say <laughs> you know, about this. No, I went to uh, the Bears. Packers game. Uh, it was a night game, as Adam recalled, like 2012. Uh, got tickets the day before off of like uh, StubHub. Uh, I was, what, 20 at the time, and I was working. I was like, hey, the Bears play tomorrow. I'm off. Can I go? And hey, you're 20. You have a little bit of extra income. I'll, I'll take a trip to Green Bay, and uh, I think Cutler threw four interceptions that game, <laughs> and I had to drive home uh, very somber-like, and I, I think I blacked out by the time I got back to, like, the city area, too. It was a long day. I should have got a hotel. Oh, damn. That's uh, that's one way to, you know, spend a day in Lambo and then drive back, and that's that's a good drive for you, Will. Um, <laughs> but speaking, you mentioned, like, the January games in Minnesota, Adam. Like, the first time I got to go there to cover a game, I didn't know where the media entrance was at, and my God, like, I thought my eyebrows, eyelashes froze solid. Like, where do I get into the stadium? So, that ends up happening again. I'll definitely have uh, – I'll be more prepared for sure. 
Um, it, it is a great stadium. It though. is. Like once you're in there, that is a. If you had to play somewhere in January, and that might be another reason why they do that. I mean, I would want the new Bears Stadium to be something like what they got in Minnesota. Yes. That that would be. I'd be happy with that for sure. Another one of the predictions I have is that the Bears open up the season at Atlanta. They did that in 2017, week one. Mm-hmm. No, no other connection other than that, but I'm just going to put it out there. Bears, okay. Falcons, week one in Atlanta. That's all I got. Cool. Ryan Pace can watch uh, Ryan Poles' team and learn a lesson or two maybe along the way and how to construct the Chicago that, Falcons, yeah. Yep. Was that team. a are you sure it was a road game in 2017? No, uh, this one's going to be a road game. Okay, that yeah. one was at 2017 was at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Okay. Uh, Will you got another one? Not really. No, <laughs> I was trying to. Okay. Like, I went through and I made all 17, and I'm trying to extrapolate lessons from it. And so far, that's what I got. I have Justin Fields going up against Trey Lance because I have the 49ers Week 15. That's late enough in the season where maybe it'll make a move if. Uh, things kind of you know happen uh, over there uh, in Santa Clara, but yeah, that's that's about it right now. Okay, um, I had a couple more. Let's see here. Uh, the New York games. I think we talked about this yesterday. Back to back New York games. Mm-hmm. New Jersey games. New Jersey. Yep. New yeah. Jersey, yep. Um, they, but they. I did look this up. They did play. It was twenty uh, two thousand six. The year they went to the Super Bowl. Um. They did play three straight road games, Giants, Jets, Patriots. Okay. Three straight trips out east, and that could technically happen again this year because the Patriots are a road game too. Adam, was that the that Giants game? Was that the the field goal return for Hester? Am I am I remembering that right or no? Or would uh, that be? I thought that was at home. No, I think it was, was in, there? definitely New York. I think it was a road. That was away. Game. Yeah. It may have been because that wonder- was his rookie year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So that so. was that year. What a, what a fantastic return, Devin Hester, love that guy. Uh, I guess that was the yeah, that was my five predictions. Will go through like since you did the whole schedule, give us like your first five weeks. Sure, uh, in Detroit at home against Washington, at home against Minnesota, heading over to Jersey for the Jets, and then back home to face Levy and the Texans. Where do you have the bye week? I didn't do that. <laughs> So they had reason, 10. I, just, well, I went the order. And I was like, okay. this is how I feel. I went with my gut slash checking all the leaks and doing process of elimination with some of the opponents. Like, you know, this team can't be here. And went, I did a, you know, reverse engineer, engineered it from there. But we all know, like, none of these were probably going to be correct. I thought it would have been neat if we all did, like, a full schedule and had a competition and, like, whoever got the most or the least. We still have time. Of, we have, there is we still have time. time. I feel like we all would have gotten, like, one. Yep, that would have Hopefully. been it, Adam. Exactly that. We would have tied at one, and like, well, that was a waste of time. You uh, know what, what won't happen, real quick, Adam? Like, there's not going to be the home away, home away, home. That was lit last all last season. Year. Was home away. Every single week was different. That is definitely not going to happen this year. There's going to be, you know, back to back road games, back to back home games at some point. But the Bears last year, not only did they have a tough schedule, they were always again alternating each and every week. Uh, Brian asked if I went to the Vegas game last year. I did. Um, there, he, and then he said there's no West Coast games. That is something we, that we should talk about because um, the schedule is not only easier in terms of opponents this year, but the travel 
is very, very favorable. I think they travel like the third least amount of miles or something in the entire league. I want to say the Steelers have the have it the best. Um, um I can pull that up actually real. Yeah, we'll yeah. I know got the stats. I, I think there. they're right, but they really don't travel that far. They do not go farther west than Dallas. That's not bad. So they will play all of their games this year. The Bears will play all of their games in the eastern or central time zones. You know, I mean, for traveling purposes, like, I think that matters. Like, mm-hmm. just not having to go all the way to the West Coast, but staying, I guess, more local, if you if you want to put it that way. But, yeah, that matters. Will, do you have, like, the, the official stats of how the travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Steelers have the least, uh, as Adam mentioned. The Bears have the fifth least amount of travel uh, okay. miles this year at 10,086 and to put it in perspective, there are 10 teams that travel over 20,000 miles this season, and the Seahawks have the most at almost 30. They're at 29,446 total miles, and they'll be traveling across 34 time zones this season where the Bears only have to do that uh, eight times. Uh, so between that and then, again, the relatively easy schedule, I think is what, like the third, like, well, like one of the very easiest ones in terms of strength of schedule, like, that's a sneaky recipe that can really benefit this football team. Like, not have to worry about jet lag, all those weird start times. Like, primarily they're playing in Central Time, in the mm-hmm. Eastern Time, and that's not, you know, all too difficult to kind of adjust to. It's only a one-hour difference. Yeah, Bear. I mean, look, we have Will Dewitt, Bears host, and also travel guide here. So love it. <laughs> yeah, but not good if you're trying to get those airline miles. That's that's true. That is very true. I fly. Trying to get that airline status, not not good for that. No, it definitely isn't. Last year was great for that. You had L.A., um, Vegas. Wasn't there another? Uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. L.A. again for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl's in Phoenix next year. Got that. It least. is, and, yeah. you know, we also, obviously, we have Denver location, Phoenix location. Maybe we'll be down there doing some uh, collaborations. Who knows? Who knows? Um, before we continue this conversation, though, you guys, I got to, again, tell you about PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions... Email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up, of course, is available in, in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Got a lot of good stuff on allchgo.com if you have those memberships. And if you don't, you should go sign up. Uh, just looking at the website right now, we got uh, Jay Zawoski on the idea of Barry Trotz as the next uh, Blackhawks head coach. Okay. Uh, obviously, Vinny Duber is last night's White Sox collapse covered, as well as a story on what the heck they're going to do with Johnny Cueto. We got, uh, you know, the, the Cubs, you know, I don't know what to call them right now, but, you know. Eh, they're going. They're there. <laughs> they're a baseball team. They're, they're a baseball, they're a baseball they team that we cover. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all I can. He did. 
I didn't hear that. What? Nope. what? Kyle Hendricks won 8.2 innings. Oh, wow. Okay. So he okay. shoved. Yeah. That's, oh, he as shoved. Lawrence, that's as Lawrence is screaming at you from Got the it. sidelines. Yes. Hi, Lawrence. I don't think Lawrence <laughs> realizes he does not have a microphone today. And our, pot, <laughs> our listeners are very confused. Um, also, have you covered with the Bulls, all of our teams, Red Stars, fire coverage has started. We got you covered at CHGO and at allchgo.com, where you also get those free shirts too when you sign up and if you're already signed up go check out the chgo locker because we have a ton of great shirts for you up there right now that uh, you have access to to purchase and we appreciate everybody that has supported us here uh in our first couple months where we had month number three already yeah it's flying by flying by um all right last segment of the show today um we do have a a super chat here. Actually, I want to address this. And I think uh, this is about your shorts. Yes, this weather <laughs> is a garbage man's nightmare. Garbage men are people too. It's actually grab bag men are people too. <laughs> What's oh? Oh well, crap! Well, typo. Yeah. Grab bag men. Gotcha. <laughs> but garbage men are people too, and we uh, <laughs> and grab bag men are people too as well. Um, we understand and sympathize with you that it mm-hmm. is hot out today it is muggy today yeah and i will also say i refuse to complain about it and i will not complain <laughs> about it i will go back and th- think about all the complaining i did about the last three months of weather you'll hear some complaining out of yeah. me for sure yeah i i don't once it gets too hot for me like yeah i start complaining yeah. so i'm not gonna be that guy that. live it up you know Maybe Nick Shorts can get even shorter. We'll find out here on <laughs> the CHGO not. Bears <laughs> podcast over the next few months, um, if that's possible. But, uh, you know, it is a little warm in here. We're fine. I'd much rather have this. Think about all those days, Nick, where it was like it literally felt like it was 40 degrees in here as we were doing a show. Yeah, no, that was terrible. No. But, again, the heat and me, mm-mm. We don't mix. All right. All I'm right. just I'm just thinking of like a chart that we can come up with like the higher the temperature, the shorter the shorts for Nick and right. find out like <laughs> Yeah. I know. We're gonna have to you like you guys measured me that one day. Yep. <laughs> measuring my We're shorts. Have to start measuring your e- shorts. Every episode that you wear shorts, like we have to do like a pre taping <laughs> measurement so we can like belt it out on the show, Nick. Yeah. All right, this is the thing. Here's Lawrence too chiming in uh from the sidelines since he doesn't have his mic Sun's in the comments. Out. Yeah. Cavs oh, out. he will yeah. do anything possible. Yep, suns out. Add to the show. <laughs> suns out, Cavs out. We like we had uh, my son had his first baseball game last night. Finally, because you know with all the rain and mm-hmm. half the practices have been canceled and it's been horrible. And like there are people complaining about the weather last night. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stop it! <laughs> Just stop it. We're playing baseball. It was a nice evening. It was a little windy. But you can't have it all in Chicago. We know you that, one, especially when it comes to to the weather. Um, what your son uh, do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian asks Hogue and Nick, didn't you think Bears fans took over Allegiant Stadium? A lot of us out west. Oh yeah, there there was yeah. a lot of Bears fans out there for sure. Um, there was a section, the press box, right to the right of the press box, kind of one of the upper levels, like all Bears fans. And there was a chant they started that. Then circulated throughout the entire stadium. I was talking to Herb Howard. I'm like, they started that. And then you just see it kind of trickle down the entire stadium. But for sure, Bears fans really took over there. There's always a game every year where you just know, like, that's – Bears fans always 
travel, travel. well. Um, but there's always one game where you're like, uh, yeah, that's the one that they are going to take over. And actually, they had a couple last year because there's last year was a good travel schedule, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But Tampa's always a big one. For sure. So you had yeah. that. Um, that was a horrible game. Dallas might be this year. Yeah, I'm thinking because it, the schedule's not as sexy this no. year. The, the opponents, there's not that one like obvious game. I, I think it's... I agree with you. I was going to go with Dallas because they haven't played there since 2016, I think. Okay. It's been. About, yeah. Um, it's been a while. I mean, New York's always a good place to go, but there's t- two options there, I guess. Atlanta? Maybe. Yeah. New England is in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's like an hour from Boston. It's a good I, trip. I mean, these are still good trips you can go on, but there's not that one like obvious game where you think yeah, everyone's going, going, there. going. Yeah, but Vegas was definitely that last year where it's just like yeah, everybody you knew was in Vegas that weekend. It felt like. What about you, Will? Is there like okay, you can go to one game, road game? Is like, does any appeal to you? It'd be Dallas. I just want to yeah. see that big screen in person. Honestly, true. Yeah, it's stadiums. I mean, it's 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 cool, but it's also I don't know. There's something about it. it's almost like too big. In a weird way. Like, it loses some luster being too big. Um, Martin asks in a super chat here, we appreciate you. Which matchup on the Bears' 2022 schedule excites you guys the most? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with the matchup against... Lovey Smith! Uh, yeah, that, that was exciting. I'm going with the Jets, though. Because those are two teams that obviously have young quarterbacks there, but... You kind of want to make those comparisons to see how, you know, how how are the Jets handling their situation with the young quarterback and you know a fairly new head coach in Robert Sala, and then obviously you have Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. So I'm looking forward to seeing again wherever that matchup ends up in the schedule, like where are those two teams at and what what's again what are their problems that they're having? What are the strengths that you can see? Is there a future for for these guys? Like. I'm really curious to see again where that matchup ends up being and ultimately how it plays out. Like that's you know, going into that game, it's gonna be Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson, who's gonna have the better game and things like that. So that's the one I'm looking forward to. And we can look at the supporting casts and actually to see how they stack up because all the talk is that, you know, Justin Fields doesn't have anyone where some of these other people apparently have. Uh, and again, maybe yeah. the Jets have more, but I've seen like what even like Brett Coleman out there, like highlighting the Jaguars roster and you're like, eh, I think I take what the Bears are kind of building uh, over here. But just looking at it in terms of like the opponent that I'm excited to like watch, maybe not the game per se, but uh, seeing the Bills, uh, which we saw last year in preseason, yeah. but that was, you know, a preseason game. But seeing them uh, would be a really uh, interesting game overall up close uh, because they're a really good football team. Uh, but outside of that, maybe the Patriots for very similar reasons, Nick, like all these games against these younger quarterbacks going up against one another. Uh, I think it's always going to be like, you know, the big talk uh, as we're looking into the season ahead. Yeah. I, I the Buffalo game. I, I think is just like a fun matchup. I don't know that's going to go well for the bears, but yeah. um, <laughs> you know, seeing the bills in person, seeing Josh Allen, I think that's a fun game. Um, what about green Bay? You guys, like, is anybody, like, I know, obviously, it's well, very one-sided, but, like, Luke Getze, that offense, seeing what this new regime does against their their arch-rival, seeing if they can finally turn the corner. I know 
yesterday I got some some crap because I, I know I said early on, like, hey, two losses for the Bears when they play the Packers. I still am looking forward to seeing how the Bears can match up there. I don't expect anything to really change, but looking forward to seeing what they can do. Well, I think the hey. answer is just obviously the Dolphins because of Mike McDaniel. Okay. And yeah. just having a post-game <laughs> press conference with Mike McDaniel. That would be, yes. There you go. I, at least for the Packers this year, Nick, it would be the Packers without Devontae Adams, which mm-hmm, uh, I would be interested to see uh, as well because that's been a matchup that's been a thorn in the side for the Bears for years now. And now without having that weapon to defend all the, you know, inside, outside, and they can focus more on the overall picture here that's based off of what uh, Green Bay's been able to kind of build around Aaron Rodgers. Let's see how that will help the Bears, especially now with their, you know, their young DBs and Brisker and Gordon. Yeah. So our guy Don Burr, the uh, Lions fan, yep. <laughs> you know he's Lawrence coming Bradley. in with a super chat. I think we need to charge him a premium though <laughs> to get his super chats in. Like he can't just throw two, he can't just throw two dollars out there and just automatically get in with his Lions comments. Like I think we have to. Should he have to pay more. a premium? Twenty more done. Yeah, he is, he's, uh, very he's consistent. loyal, loyal, and um, consistently talking crap about <laughs> a horrible franchise. But you know, there's some excitement there. Good for you, Don. Yeah, what has he got? Super chat. Detroit clean sweep. Hutchinson five sacks. Okay. Okay, oh, that's okay. That, Detroit okay. versus everybody is DBE. I yeah, yeah. that's why I'm like. Sebastian says $20 minimum for Don. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I just think that's fair. It just makes sense to me. Uh, Appreciate it, Don, though, <laughs> for showing up every day. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, last question to you guys. I want, we wanted to get on the show today. Post-draft, what is the most glaring need that's still on this roster? What's the biggest hole? Well, the one that they – is has been the biggest hole for the longest now is wide receiver, right? Just mm-hmm. having a, a number one guy, someone to compliment Darnell Mooney, just having more weapons again around Justin Fields. I still think that can be addressed. And if you can bring in a veteran wide receiver too, I think that does help the overall room because it is a young room, you guys. So I still think that is one of the biggest needs that the Bears still currently have after, you know, acquiring 11 picks in this past draft. I'm still looking for a starting offensive lineman on the interior. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they went real heavy in the draft, but if you can bring in perhaps J.C. Treader, who gives you that center guard versatility, I think that can lead the Bears to uh, starting a really good group of five, whereas if they don't go in that direction to bring in another veteran, you're probably forced to play one of these rookies. And if they're ready, great, but if they're not ready, then you know that's going to be a you know a vulnerability up front, and then if you want to flip it to the defensive side, three tech uh, would be a very close second for me too, uh, as well in this team. Those are like the two. Uh, I know you mentioned X receiver Nick. I don't know if it's all coach speak, but they seem okay without having that alpha at the position, that dominant guy, kind of trying to tailor this offense to everybody's different strengths. Uh, we'll see if that. Uh, is true or not based off of their actions, but that's why I put it just a little bit lower because I'm oddly enough trying to trust uh, what they're telling us here so far this offseason. Yeah, I, I think the the uh, biggest hole is at right guard. I think, and I think that's going to be evident. You know, next week we'll get a chance to go out there for OTAs, and you're going to see, you know, maybe Sam Musfer with the first team, and then Zach Thomas, six round rookie with the second team, 
And I don't know how you could really argue, like, when you see that, like, okay, that's that's a that's a now maybe one of those rookies steps up and fills that hole. It's a possibility, but that's also asking a lot right now, I feel like. Um now on the defensive side, I feel a lot better about the defensive holes after addressing mm-hmm. what they addressed in the draft. To come up with that number two corner to come up with that second safety with guys that are probably going to play early, even understanding that they're rookies. I still think they're playing a, with fire a little bit, though, with this specific s- defensive scheme because of what you said, Will. The three technique is so important. The slot corner is so important. And they got guys right there um, with with Tavon Young and, and um, Justin Jones that need to prove that they can stay healthy. Right, yeah, and so that's I. I still think that those are positions that need a little bit more um, help, and I still wonder if Larry Ogunjobi can be involved there. Yeah, so that door's completely shut, and they say it's not happening. I think you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, and I think too with like the three tech, like Justin Jones, you mentioned Adam, someone that hasn't stayed healthy with the Chargers, and then behind him is Mario Edwards. Is that? I mean, is that what the the next guy up would be for the uh, such an important position yeah. on this Bears defense. So, yeah, until the door is completely shut on Ogan Joby, maybe that that could be an option for the Bears down the road. At least we could all agree, <laughs> offensive line like that right guard spot. I think there was someone in the chat that said it. Like that's the that's the Achilles heel right now of the Chicago Bears team overall. And there are players out there that can fill that need. And as I mentioned earlier, and you know Adam backed up entrusting a rookie in that spot without them proving they are ready, I think would be a huge mistake uh, heading into week one if they do go that route. Our last thing for the show today, Tom Brady already has his next job. He's not done playing football, but he will be Fox's next lead analyst whenever he decides to stop playing football. Uh, Andrew Marshan has from the New York Post, has the numbers on this contract, <laughs> and it is ridiculous. Ten years, $375 million. <laughs> yes. As if Tom Brady didn't have enough money already. He is going to make more in broadcasting than he has playing football, you know, taking the endorsements out of it. But it's actually just like football contracts. That is insane. New goals for us, right, guys? You know, you can start signing contracts like Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, these massive, massive deals in broadcasting. Yeah, um, that's that's the next move, right? That's the next move. But he's going to be fantastic at it, I think. Just the Tom Brady brand, what he's changed from his days in New England to what he is now. Like, yeah. I cannot wait. Whenever that happens, because... We don't know when Tom Brady's going to officially retire, but when it does, I am really looking forward to hearing him as an analyst. What a cushy spot to be in where it's like, yeah, you can have this deal whenever you're ready. Like, you retire, and we'll make the spot available to you. So, 2050, here we come. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Crazy. Well, uh, Tom Brady's pretty much good at everything in life, so um, I think he'll be good at this, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Just got to give the guy credit, and uh, if he works as hard as he at this as he does at playing football, then he's gonna be really. He's gonna have a lot it. to. Just let's just hope he doesn't forget how many downs you get. 
right? Because sometimes you get five if you're Tom Brady, but <laughs> not really. You think you get five, but you're not. Uh, they need to put to- Tony Romo and Tom Brady in the same booth, Martin says. Yeah, maybe. What I find interesting is if he doesn't make the Super Bowl this year, Fox has the Super Bowl. Do oh. they throw him in the booth for the Super Bowl? Wow. Um, why not? I don't know. Because I, I, don't, I don't know if that's come out today. Who's going to be the number one analyst this year? Is it going to be Greg Olson? Because Kevin Burkhart's going to be the number one play-by-play guy for Fox now. Is it going to be Greg Olson? And then, like, hmm. you just do a three-man booth for the Super Bowl, throw Tom Brady in there. I'd watch. I could, we I, all watch. I would definitely watch that. All right. Uh, we are out of here for today. Appreciate everybody watching. Uh, Donald, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, shout awesome. out to thank Donald. You. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be an average player at best. Oh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Don Burr right. going to be fuming for a day. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Don, you can come back tomorrow with a $20 super chat to respond. <laughs> but you have to wait 24 hours, so you have to, it's going to stick with you for that long. We're out of here. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore Bears underscore Sports underscore all of our teams. I'm at Adam Hogue. He's at Nicholas Moriano. Will is at, at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones. We will be back tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And then Thursday, we're doubling up the shows with a schedule special for you. We will be live in the evening when the schedule is official. We will break it all down. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Talk to you then.